Hello and welcome to Meet My Potential podcast. This podcast is for high achievers who would like to achieve with ease and peace of mind. Before we begin the episode, I would love for you to download my latest ebook where I share with you one tip on how to make change happen easily. And I also have listed out six typical traits of high achievers. Love to have your feedback on that ebook. So go over to www.meetmypotential.com slash ebook to get my latest ebook. And the topic of this episode is how to get over your inner limitations. We're going to welcome Cecile Rondoning. Cecile Rondoning is an experienced 20 plus years of experience in coaching. She's an executive coach and she has been helping teams make transformations happen. Tell us a little bit, what is it to get over your inner limitations? I need to explain first, give you some context about those limitations and where do they come from. And in fact, it's all started with what we call a belief. So what is a belief? A belief is simply something that you believe in. Then you have different set of beliefs that creating a belief system. And it's all the things that we hold true. The kind of mental system that we use in our day-to-day to experience our world, our life, everything we believe. And maybe to give you some examples of uh, belief, you can, I'm sure a lot of people hold this belief about humans only use 10% of their brain. Or maybe another one could be making war is bad or simply strawberry are red and bananas are yellow. That's true. And sometimes we, when we had a tough day, we can say life is tough. Yeah, or work hard and play hard because if you work hard, you'll get your results. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this, those are beliefs. They are not good, they are not bad, they are just there. But we hold them as truth, okay? Right, right. And the thing is, the second we are born, and maybe probably before, we are building this mental structure, our belief system in our mind. And since that moment, what we perceive, what we observe, experience here is classified and used to build this structure. It's uh, the foundation, our foundation, that we use to build our identity during our life. So it's pretty important. Hmm. So up along uh, our childhood, through experiences, through stories that we hear, through our parenting, and even, I guess, through our experiences, we learn and we keep constructing these inner beliefs. Yeah. And it's not a kind of uh, structure. It's moving, evolving. And and that's the good news also. (laughs) It's like our inner operating system, you know, that mega lenses that help us to perceive the world, to perceive others, and also to perceive ourselves. Right. Okay. So how does this then limit us, actually? The first thing we need to understand is often we are not super conscious about it. You know, it's just running, you know, like an operating system running in our mind. And it's helping us to perceive the information that 
happening or that we are receiving from our life, the words. So that's the first thing we need to understand. We're not always conscious about it. The second thing also is at one point in our life, those beliefs, wherever they came from, we decide to believe in it. At a point, it's our responsibility. We say, oh, this is true. I'm going to believe it. So it's not always conscious, sometimes invisible, and we are kind of responsible for it. So that's the first thing we need to understand. The second thing is that at one point of your life, mainly when you were young, when you were, I would say, uh, more innocent, (laughs) where your mind needs to be structured, you decide to believe something. This thing that you start to believe, this belief, structured the way you were interacting with people, with life. For example, a child can decide to believe that she needs to do her homework right after school because she finds pleasure in learning or because that makes her parents happy or because she doesn't want to be pointed out by the teacher if she doesn't do her homework. So, But at one point, she decided to do her homework right after school. And when the child became an adult, this belief may not be as useful as when she was a child. In her adult life, this belief might limit her, her development, her performance, and also her well-being. As an adult, she's not doing homework anymore, and maybe she's not living with her parents anymore, but she's still holding that belief. And that belief is uh, kind of structuring the way she's interacting with work and others. So she might, for example, uh, forget what she really wants or like and work more. Or also she might work to please others or not to be blamed. So you see the kind of impact those beliefs can have on the long term. I see that. And I like what you mentioned is that sometimes we're not even aware of it. It's like we were told as children, it's safe to close all the windows and be at home. Mm. It's always prudent to do your homework immediately after school and then go out to play. And those were true at that point of time. And as we become adults, you know, we still keep sometimes our windows shut at night. Maybe it's good to open the windows at night on a summer day and let the fresh air come in. Yeah. Or we don't have to do work so hard and we forget, but we limit ourselves within that circle of those beliefs. And when we have to cross the line of that belief, our legs are kind of, you know, it's like our legs are chained. It's like we can't move. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good uh, metaphor. We, we can move, we are stuck. I often use another metaphor. I use the metaphor of the goldfish. And, you know, this tiny little fish, cute fish, usually measures less than two inches, seven centimeters in a tank. And when they grow out in nature in a pound, they can measure up to 16 inches or 48, 50 centimeters. So, For me, the limiting beliefs are like the goldfish tank. It's nearly invisible, but it's limiting your expansion. It's limiting your joy. 
your creativity, your potential, your relationships, the opportunities you have. So what kind of impact can these beliefs have on us and how can we actually become more aware of them? The impact is first on, in a way, our self-confidence. Because even with people who feel confident, there is always a hidden part that is <laughs> not so shiny and bright. So it's always affecting us, limiting us, uh, limiting our ability to explore what we don't know. Oh, I can share my own example. I remember as a child, I always heard, um, and which was all with good intentions, you know, think before you speak. And therefore, I do know what happened to me. I kept thinking a lot before I spoke. And uh, so I was a pretty timid child up until now. Now I speak a lot. But there was this point of transition where I said, well, I can actually speak and then I can actually see how it lands and impacts the others. And I don't need to think so much. But that took some time. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of impact uh, limiting belief can have. And what I like about what you say is the initial belief is not good or bad. It's, it's just a, an advice. Okay? Exactly. And, yeah. But for each person, it might have a, a different impact. So beliefs are very personal. And they are all connected with other beliefs and they create their their own little world inside us. They are operating <laughs> a little bit on their own sometimes, or we're wondering if they are. And uh, it's very important to become conscious about it. So let me maybe tell you what what is possible when we are able to to go over those inner limitations, those limiting beliefs. Yeah, so it's really possible. And how can we transform these limiting beliefs? So it's really about moving from a small goldfish tank to a larger tank or even a pond. What I have observed so far over the years with the people I'm working with, when they are working and transforming and going over their inner limitation, the impact, and as I said, the first impact is so an increase in self-confidence, like if new abilities or capabilities magically appeared, you know, like it's just like poof, now <laughs> the world is more open. New things are possible, the field of possibilities reopen for them. So there's a feeling of magic, something new is possible. So that's the first thing. The second thing is those people who have worked on their limiting belief, transform them. Usually they have more presence. It's like they were feeling the space. They are feeling okay with who they are and what they are doing. You can really see the difference, the before and the after of with those people. Also, they usually have greater creativity. It's like if they were kind of plugged to the well of potential their ideas are just like popping and it's a very different approach to life and work they are more fluid in manifesting things so moving from idea to action and also they have a deeper sense of responsibility for themselves for what they are creating manifesting in in their words so it's related to the present 
And finally, of course, they inspire others. They have, in short, met their potential. Yeah, exactly. I have this metaphor of cobwebs around you and these cobwebs are our limiting beliefs and, you know, all the things that take us away from being present and, you know, take us into our worries and anxieties. And actually uh, transforming your inner beliefs is taking out all these cobwebs of limiting beliefs and actually seeing what is present both within you and outside of you. And the thing also is every layer that we have, every limiting belief that we have, it's really important also to acknowledge that at one point they were useful. You choose to believe that you need to be silent before talking because there was a usefulness to that. It was helping you in a way. It's also very important to acknowledge their usefulness. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. And that's why I went into like more of a research mode, like wanting to learn and read from books before I speak about something. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we, we, we are holding to that at one point is there is a fear because we maybe we, we don't know what's uh, <laughs> behind on the other side of the tank. Exactly. We fear what's outside, that if we step outside, maybe a monster will come up and eat us. And, you know, what if we speak up and something dangerous will happen? And, well, maybe there are some dangers out there in the sea and maybe there aren't. And it's really about exploring and not limiting ourselves. Yeah, it's about exploring, not limiting ourselves. And once you've done that, you you become okay with what you don't know. Because... Mm -hmm. You, you know that you will be able to manage whatever happens. Right. So what is one simple tip that you can give us to transform these limiting beliefs? Like what is it that one person can do actually? The first thing is what I call observe. I don't know if you know this quote from uh, uh, Carl Jung. Uh, it says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life. So until you're not aware of your limiting beliefs, until you're not aware of this invisible structure that is running your life, you will not reach that state of self-confidence, inner peace, uh, full creativity, all that. So observing, it's very important. So observe what's recurring in your life. What patterns are you observing in your life? For example, did you change job like 10 times in the 10 last years? Are there similar tensions between you and the same kind of people? Did you have many divorces or layouts or missed opportunities? So by observing, you will reveal to yourself the pieces of this invisible structure, the pieces of the tank that is ruling your ruling and maybe ruining also your life. <laughs> <laughs> ruling and ruining your life. <laughs> Absolutely. So, wow. And, you know, with the holiday season coming up, it's summertime right now. I can just think of, you know, this is a great time for you to step back and sit on the beach, sit in the mountains, or sit in a lazy chair and think back and look at your life and observe those patterns. What has been some of those recurring patterns? How have you been dancing? It's a time to step back and, you know, look at yourself from the balcony. 
Yeah, exactly. And be curious about it. You know, like, wow, this is, uh, there is some mystery around it. So let's, let's be curious. Let's understand where they're coming from, why you decide to choose it, what kind of behavior it created in you. It's very good to be curious with those things. Right, exactly. So if one has a belief that if I don't work hard, if there's no pain, there's no gain, if you have a belief like that, and then if you find yourself that you're constantly in action and you have no time to rest, well, that perhaps gives you an indication. Yeah, that surely gives you an indication about maybe something that happened when you were younger and that you decide to believe in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cecile, for sharing this. And I just feel an impulse to share this. I coach many people in organizations. And I remember one of the managers who came up to me and he said, well, tell me, we're not going to talk about my childhood, right? (laughs) 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 And so, you know, for all the listeners out there, yes, we're not going to talk about your childhood. And at the same time, it's not talk, you know, observing yourself is not going back and seeing where exactly is the origin. And don't be afraid to see where is the origin coming from. And remember like what Cecile said right at the beginning, they had a job. They were good at some point of time. They were useful. And it's that maybe they're not valid right now. So it's okay to go back and dig into your childhood and see where did this belief actually come from? We're not trying to make it right or wrong. We're just trying to see where did it come from? Yeah. What you're saying is very important because this part of accepting it, acknowledging it, it's one of the most important parts in going over it. Because once you accept it, you're not running away from it. You're not trying to hide from it. It's just there. Okay, so it's there. That's fine. Let's transform it now. (laughs) Exactly. Imagine if you start to get angry with your belief. Well... (laughs) 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 that's not what we want so if that belief ruined you for your jobs and for your marriage or whatever situation it's okay well accepted i know that's hard and uh as cecile as you just rightly mentioned accept it and see how can you actually change those patterns yeah that's where usually the challenge is is to accept it Right. Okay. So one of the challenges that really gets into the way once you observe your limiting beliefs is actually to accept them. Yeah. And that only depends on you. If you really want to transform, okay, let's make peace with it. Summer holidays, and you can do that on the beach and, and say, okay, today I'm, I'm going to work on this belief. And it doesn't have to be heavy and dramatic. You can do it lightly can do it con- like every day a little bit and then just first by the fact of observing it accepting that is present seeing it how it plays in your life just by doing that you are starting to shift things great thank you so much so enjoy your holidays and live with compassion for all the beliefs that have been limiting you so far thank you so much cecile for being here with us and before we end the episode would you like to share one last message so once you you identify your mess your limiting belief accepted it 
then it starts to transform, then you need to take action. Okay, so what is the one thing I want to do now once I've transformed the belief, you know? Don't let it in your mind. It needs to be anchored in reality. So take action. Excellent. Great. Maybe just to conclude, um, I would like to share a quote that I really like from an American biologist. His name is Bruce Lipton, is a PhD. And his quote is, you are not controlled by your genes. You are controlled by your belief. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you will all take one step further to go back and see and observe what are those beliefs that are driving you. Thank you so much, Cecile, for being here with us. Thank you for welcoming me. 